were coming. So just on Todd Millambri, the traffic was so much, it was so epic. But we, we, I was the one driving. So as I was driving, then we passed by this car. This car had three men. This should be around eight o'clock in the night. Three men in this, on this other side with a nice car. But I was so engrossed with the discussion we were having that I was not really seeing. But, you know, just as I passed them, then the Holy Spirit reminded me, why did you not see them? Then it dawned on me. You know, now there's traffic. We've, we've, we've driven past them. Then it dawned on me, why did I not see them? So I had to find a way to navigate to the service lane. I caused a bit of traffic now because I want to reverse back to them. And you know, all these area boys and... But I just knew that I had to reverse because God was correcting something. Now, you may ask, what was so special about these three men that the Lord was saying, why did I not see them? Because they were sweating around 8 o'clock. And if you want to ask, why were they sweating so hard? Around that time, their car had broke down. Of course, why were they sweating? They've been pushing that car for a long time. On Third Midland Bridge, and a lot of people were just driving past them, and I also happened to just drove past them in my own air-conditioned Jeep with my people there, not seeing them. And the Lord said to me, that is generosity. So I had to reverse back. Then they were surprised that I had to do that on the highway. Then I told my people, come and let's see how we can help tow their car. Let's see how we can help them tow the car. So we asked, do you have any towing uh, rope? They said, yes, they had. And you know, for whatever reason, my own car had no place they can hook it upon. I opened my boot. I said, the place for my extra tire, I said, we can just do something. You know, I, I just, but, but, you know, but by the time I drove them all the way to Oworoshoki, this is the end of Third Mainland Bridge, then we, I helped them move to a mechanic village, you know. So the policeman stopped us and they said, what are you doing? I said, yes, I had to. Oh, because I know that it's, normally police will say it's illegal to use your car for touring. But, you know, so I had to help them to pay. And they looked at me and he, you know, he stopped the other cars and he allowed me to move in. But do you know what got to be? The, the people in the car did not, may not observe this. Now. By the time I was coming out, I didn't know that the policeman had marked my car. So by the time I was coming out, on coming down from Third Mainland, this policeman on his own stopped the cars for me and, and made me come out like an executive on the highway. I felt good. You know. Now, what did I want to say? As we are teaching about generosity, I want you to know that it's not an event. It should be a lifestyle. We should cultivate that lifestyle. That they, you know, just like I said, do you know that a lot of people who were in church on Sunday will have also driven past that man? Do you agree with me or not? A lot of Bible-carrying Christians who shouted hallelujah on Sunday, who, who praise God, will have driven past that man. And here was 
all of us who claim to be children of God but could not see someone, our own brother, sweating who was in need. What kind of sight is that? What kind of people are we? So we can be so religious in what we do that we forget that we ought to be like Christ. So we practice religion, not Christianity. Because a true Christian will reflect the life of Jesus. A true Christian will show forth the nature of Jesus. I don't know them. I don't have to know them. I may never meet them again. I did exchange my number with them. I, I, you know, I don't have to do anything because I want somebody to be with them. But what I'm trying to say is that generosity is the way a Christian should live their life. That's the virtue of Christianity. Another thing I would like to share was what then happened during the week again. I hope you're not being bored with what I'm saying. All right. Because, you see, we've been, you know, it's like when you go to class, all right, uh, when you go to class, um, you've been hearing the lecturers preach and preach and preach. You know, exam time is another ball game. Those of you who, have been, who are students know what I'm saying. If I exam time, you, you, sometimes you can even be arguing that like they didn't teach us this one. Or you did, you know, to, to marry what you have learned with what the question that has been said for you, there are two different things entirely. So now I believe that God has been making me write my own exam on generosity because somehow I, I, I felt consciously or unconsciously that generosity is all about giving up money. So when we talk about being generous, a lot of time we just think about it's money, 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 money. But the, 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 the things that God has challenged my mind with is to realize that it's not money, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It should be who you are. So there will be time you will give money, but there will be time you will give yourself. Do you understand? It's both tangible and intangible. That's, it's a lifestyle. So um, on Thursday, so we woke up to the news of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Now, I don't have any single family in Ukraine. I don't have any Ukrainian friend. I don't have anyone who is so close to me physically in Ukraine. But that morning as I was again having my quiet time, I just felt a burden. What would I do right now? What if my children were schooling in Ukraine? If I have all my children schooling in Ukraine right now, what will I be doing? What kind of prayer will I pray this morning? And I said, Lord, it is true. If my children were to be schooling in Ukraine and this is happening, I can't sleep. I, I will not be praying this prayer I'm about to pray. I will rather be interceding and praying for them. So that morning I put aside everything and I began to pray for the people in Ukraine. You know, I had to imagine that my children were schooling there. I had to imagine my daughter calling me, Daddy, they are bombing my area. I had to imagine my son, you know, crying. I know, I, you know, when you, when, if you don't put yourself in, in people's shoes, you may not know what they are feeling. It's, that's why sometimes it's easier to criticize people, but when you are there, you realize that it's another ball game entirely. And by the time I finished praying for them, 
I told our communication team, I sent a message, I said, guys, you know, I feel we should send out a post this morning that people should pray for Ukraine. Because you see, we can be so engulfed with our own problem in Nigeria. What is happening there is more than Boko Haram problem. You will wish to have a Boko Haram problem than to ever have that. What is happening there is more than a bandit problem. It's another country driving into with their artillery, with their bombs. And do you know what it means? You see, when an hostile um, enemy or country invades another country, they will shoot anyhow. Some of the buildings that you will see, I, I, James, please, I would like you to please bring uh, I, the picture I said on the com team yesterday, if I can have them on the screen. You see, some of the shelling they will do, they know that they don't have relatives there. So they will shell, they, they see them as an enemy. So they will, you know, they will bomb them anyhow. You see, yeah, we have kidnapping issues. It's better to still have kidnapping issues than to have another country invade your country. I'm telling you, it's another ball game entirely. With a kidnapper, at least, he knows that he still has his own family here. The bandits still have their family here. They know that they will be more, they will be more tolerant a bit. That's why they've not been able to overrun. But having somebody that is a stranger invading your country, shelling, you see, their, their jet will just throw bomb anyhow. They don't care who dies. So as we made that post, the first person that responded actually abused me. And the guy said, you know, don't we have enough problem in Nigeria? Why are you asking us to pray for other countries? Don't, what kind of hypocrite? <laughs> People have not abused me before like that. <laughs> so I looked at him. I said, no, it's not your fault really. It's because you can go to work today. You don't know what, do you think they can be going to work anymore? Do you know one of the, even the mystery is the famine that comes with it? After you exhaust the food that you have stored up, where will you get another food? Imagine opening water, there is no water and there is nobody to give you water. People don't know what war is. You can't imagine, okay, you have food, but there is no water to eat, to drink. And there is nowhere to go and buy water. To even prepare the food. People don't know what war is. They don't know what war is. That you woke up, you can't drink, you can't eat, you can't go to work, you can't call. They destroy communication system. Imagine some of you when we even forget our phone in the house. I'm sure some of you, that day you go back home. Or you, your life would not, but imagine not even being able to have a phone anymore. No. We don't have to have a brother there. We don't have to have a mother there. We don't have to have the children there before we know that every soul, every human being is created in the image of God. And there is only one red blood that is flowing in all of us. Whether white or black, Chinese or Indians, black or American or Nigerian, we all, all of us have one type of blood. The red blood is flowing. And that is what God made. And you see, we, we, should, we don't have to know anybody there to love them. I think this is what we don't understand about being generous. That you don't, I don't have to, you don't have to be my, for my town, for my native, for my, my country. You, I don't have to have anything to do with you before I pray for you, before I stand with you, before I, you know, even though it has been abused. Alright? Every good thing is always abused. But you know something? 
Even when the guy seemingly abused me, the best I did for him was to hide his posts. So that because I know that other people too may now want to now when they maybe when some of our church members see the way he's abusing their pastor, we want to begin to reply. So I don't want him to be the center of att um, attention. So I said, let I let I let's hide this post, move on. But do you know amazingly for us as a church? We've posted different things at different times. If you go on our page right now, I think somehow, we, we, on that day, no other church has been posted. No other person had posted by the time we posted. That's not even the thing. But what I'm trying to say is that I did not know that such that simple post that we composed pray was going to then make people from all around the world come to Real Grace Chapel and start sharing our posts. I'm surprised. I'm so, even on our Twitter handle by now, I'm sure we should start. We normally when we post all the come to church, do this, do that, do that. Maybe you have one uh, one view, two views on Twitter because our Twitter handle is relatively new. Three views. This one about 500 views already. As at this morning when I checked, a lot of the people who are beginning to share our posts were even white people that I don't even know. I saw one white woman. They don't want that. And you know something? Then I learned a lesson. Those who live for themselves remain small. Those who live for others remain great. You see, if we decide to look the other way, we will have just remained an agiggy church, right? But you see, by loving our neighbor as ourselves, herein lies the true greatness. The ability to love people that cannot say thank you to you. The ability to love people that cannot repay you. The ability to love people that cannot even, they don't even know that you are the reason behind that good act they are enjoying. Herein lies true greatness. So, church, I think it would be very wrong for us to have all our normal service today without taking our time to pray for these people. Because this morning now, churches cannot meet there anymore. Churches cannot meet. People are living underground. So we, that it has, it's not Nigeria, does not mean that we should, be, we, should, we should look the other way and have our own service. Uh, if, I, if you see the way I had to dress to church this morning, then the people looked at me and said, why do you want to dress that way? I said, I am, I am standing for Ukraine. He said, okay, you know, but okay, maybe you should not. This one is too much. You know, it's too much. Maybe, okay, do this. I said, I want people to feel what they are feeling. Because now, they cannot go and, to, go and look for clothes anymore. They are, you know, somebody's wardrobe, somebody in that country now, they will pack their load and start running. Start running. Refugees everywhere. Refugees don't think of wearing, dressing well. Some of them may have one cloth now for the next two months. Nowhere to bath or do anything. So let's identify with it. Okay, no, pass. Okay, no. Don't wear your suit. Just wear this one. <laughs> so I have to go and change. Lady P, it's because of you. I have, to, <laughs> I have to go and change. But the truth is a war. 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 is not something to be trivialized. No country deserves to experience war. No children deserves to experience war. Now, do you know that some children will have been disconnected from their parents for life right now? For life. It may take a lot to, for them to... Uh, some have become fatherless, some have become orphaned within the, uh, motherless within the last 48, 56, whatever, hours, three to four days. No more husband, no more... Nothing like that. <sighs> so, 
So when I finish sharing what I want to share this morning, church, we need to stand in the gap. We know we have our own problem in Nigeria. But we should know that our problem cannot be compared to what is going on there right now. If it is not well handled, World War III is about to start. If it is not well handled, you may think it will not get here. Let me tell you what will have happened, in case you don't know. If the Buhari administration had gone ahead this February, like they intended to do before, to remove fuel subsidy, if they have removed that fuel subsidy, and this war broke out, I'm telling you, we will have bought fuel for even over 500 naira per liter. Just within one week, my brother, who is abroad, said, the price of fuel is in China. Said the price of fuel, he was buying fuel, maybe before now, about 400 naira, there about Nigerian equivalent. Then he moved to 500. Now, as at this week, they are buying it about 800 naira now per liter. And is it going to go higher? Eventually, you may hear our government trying to say that because Russia is like the third or fourth largest oil producer, the second or uh, uh, gas producer in the world. So the, the price of energy now is going to skyrocket. Now, when the price of fuel goes, it will affect your gari. It will affect the transport. It will affect the, now in our own country that we depend so much on generating our own electricity. So then, and look at the past two weeks, about, about three or four days now, there have not been government lights in this area. No electricity. So we have to generate our lights, power ourselves. The diesel we used to buy before at 259 is about 420 naira per liter. Most of us do not know that because diesel is not so known. And it's not commonly used. So if this is not abated, if this continues, you will realize that even the government may say that they don't have any choice but to increase the price of crude oil. Because right now it has reached $100. So eventually, is it when it then comes to Nigeria, then when the, already you, most of us know that the price of things are so expensive right now. Am I not right? Things are so expensive. So we, we cannot disassociate ourselves from that crisis. It's not a Ukraine-Russia war. It's, it's something that is affecting the world. The world order is changing. But your prayer, just as our own post in the church, God just told me, let me know that our post made a whole lot of difference online. We are not the biggest church in the area or in Nigeria, but our little post that we sent out made a difference. Then if our post can make that difference on social media, with that, with when this thing started, it means our, even our prayer can make much more. God, then God does not answer prayer based on size. He answers prayer based on faith. So never undermine the power of your prayer. Never say that prayer does not count. It's not about you. It's about the God factor. So today, I'm just going to, because today I need to just do some one or two touches. Once I finish in the next few minutes, we are going to pray. Lord, intervene. Let every, and I want to imagine that you have a relative there. And stand in the gap for these people. Because no child deserves to die that way. Amen. Amen. The Lord is intervening already. Amen. Now, so I'm going, let's just talk about generosity. So, even from this testimony I've shared with you, you realize that generosity is much more than money. And generosity is not an event, it's a lifestyle. 
It's not an occasion. It's, it's, it's a standard with which God expects us to live our lives. You know? And amazingly, it's so unfortunate that Christians are not being generous compared to the worldly people. We are so religious that uh, we lose sight of good works. In a quiet bomb the other day, a, a white woman was seen picking up a boy that some group of people, religious people, said the boy was a witch. So they left him to die by the roadside. The boy was found. And this white woman drove with her tattoo all around her body and everything. The one you and I Pharisees can say that she would definitely go to hell. Because when you look at that tattoo and everything, say this one is a candidate of hell. You know, that's how we judge people. When we, when we see somebody with such a thing, we say, ah, this one, hell straight. You know? And she decided to risk her life for this, in quotes, which that a lot of Christians... I've looked the other way. And other people were touched by our generous art and they decided to donate. About two or three months later, I hope to get that picture, one of the services. Some of you know what I'm saying. About two or three months, when they showed this witch boy, you tell you want to become a witch. Witch goes with you. I said, ah, if not so witch they be. I said, witch... <laughs> Because the boy whose head was so big, body thin, just by eating good food, eh, that spirit, that witch spirit disappeared from him. So maybe this boy that was called a witch because of his big head was just because he was not eating well. And the way you are not eating well, even the way you talk and behave will be very different. An hungry man, they say, is an angry man because by the time you see the deliverance that this woman did for this boy, it was not a deliverance by prayer, but it was a deliverance by generosity. Gave him good food, gave him good clothes, and you see, the boy also became gentle and said, Ah, money can reset somebody's bread. Say to yourself, Poverty is bad. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> All right, so let's go to Psalm 35, verse 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which art pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Which art pleasure, who delights, who takes great joy, in the prosperity of his children, in the prosperity of his servants. Let them shout for joy. Why? Because God is interested in your prosperity, in my prosperity. Poverty never glorifies God. Poverty never brings honor to God. Poverty is not something that honors God, does not adore God, does not glorify him. So the Bible says God does not delight in our being poor, but rather he delights in our prosperity. So it means God is happy when I prosper. Second Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his 
poverty may become poorer. Is that what you have? That ye through his poverty may celebrate poverty. Is that what we have? No, I'm sure you are reading from AGA, AGV, Agege version. All right. How many of you have Agege version? Because I don't understand. This is AGV. Is it AGV you have or NGV, Nigerian version? That ye through his poverty might what? Might. No, 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 no. Might what? No, you see, even the way you are saying it, you are not even sure. No, you are not sure. Hey, that we through his poverty might be what? Say it like a rich person. Can you speak with your rich voice? Say with me, might become rich. Say, I'm rich. I'm a rich person. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to... <laughs> Amen. Now, do you know something? In our own human standard, we will never say that Jesus was rich. Do you realize that? According to what we think or what we have, or what we, the mindset we have about rich. Most people don't rate Jesus as being rich. Right? They don't see Jesus as being rich. Because Jesus was blessed. You can be rich and not be blessed, but you can be blessed and not be rich. You can be rich and not be blessed, but you can't be blessed and not be be rich. You see, blessing produces riches. Blessing is the ability to have your needs be met by time. Not necessarily by money. But your needs are always met. But a rich man depends only on the currency of money for his need to be met. But a blessed man does not necessarily need money to, for his needs to be met. That was why, how come Jesus could have a brand new car without even paying for it? He said, go there. I need that donkey. He said, that is the right of the day. The one that is tear rubber, not Tokumbo, not, not London used, not UK used. But I want unused, brand new. Bring it to me. When they ask you who owns, who, what, what is it for? So tell them the master have need of it. There is an anointing that made people give to you, even when you don't have money. Seek to be blessed. Blessing produce riches. Are you with me? It's amazing when we make money our focus. Anyone that makes money is focus is missing the point here as a child of God. Money should not be the focus. It is blessing that produces money. That is why we are teaching on the principles of wealth, of prosperity from the kingdom dimension. It's much more than money. Look at what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and addeth no sorrow with it. The blessing, the blessing, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and add no sorrow to it. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13. 
Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. Be made a curse for us. For it is written, thank you Holy Spirit. Thank you Holy Spirit. Oh precious Holy Spirit. Thank you. Hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together for what the Holy Spirit is doing right now. Thank you Holy Spirit. Alright. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Be made a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone that I get on the tree. Now the other thing is that, that the blessing of what? Abraham might come on the Gentile through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Genesis 13 said Abraham was rich. But yet, when Jesus died and wanted to, the Gentiles are people who are not Jews by birth. Gentiles are now, in, in Christianity also, Gentiles are the unbelievers. Those who don't believe in Christ. But in this context, the Gentiles are used to depict those who are non-Jewish. There are two ways to do There are two contexts you can use the word Gentile. So for us as Christians now, we are spiritual Jews. Then those who don't believe in Jesus are also referred to as Gentiles. But in this context, it's using the word Gentile for the non-Jewish people. Those who are not Jews by birth. Those who are not of the tribe of Israel. And he's saying that, that the blessing of Abraham. How come he did not say the money of Abraham? Those of us who, are, who, who have parents who are privileged, who are wealthy. If you go after the, the money of your parents, the wealth of your parents, you may end up being poor. But if you go after their blessing, you cannot be poor. Blessed man never goes poor. <laughs> so you see children who, who, who thinks that because somebody is a... The, let's, let's use um, a millionaire, billionaire in Nigeria. Because somebody is uh, the daughter of um, this person uh, or the son of this person, this rich man, but because my own mother or my own father does not even have a bicycle. So it automatically means that this one is more blessed than me. No, what they have is more money than you. But let me tell you something. Children, parents, listen to me. You may not have all the money. You may not have all the cars. You may not have all the clothes. You may not have all the, the, the houses to give to your children. But there is one thing you can give to your child that can give him an added advantage in life. That one is more than what the rich people of this world have. It's more than what Dangote have. You and Dangote and all the Bill Gates and the Bezos of this world you have that currency in common and that is the currency of blessing. So they may give their children wealth and not blessing. But if you are deliberate in giving your own child blessing even when you don't have money, your child will be great. You may not have all the luxury to give your children all the money in the world, but you have blessing. Fight for blessing. Is somebody with me today? Blessing is a common denominator. Use it well. Go for it. So the Bible says that the blessing, not the money of Abraham, not the riches of Abraham, but the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. The blessing, because when we have that blessing, we will have the wealth of Abraham. So Christ did not go for the money of Abraham, but he went for the blessing of Abraham. He transferred that blessing on you and I. By having that blessing, we have the wealth. We have all. Amen. Amen. 
That is why the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 28, verse 20, it says, A faithful man shall abound in blessings, but he that maketh it to be rich shall not be innocent. Two people. One is going after money. The other is going after blessing. He said, you see, there is no way you, you make money your focus in life that you'll be innocent. You will be the innocent. All your innocence will go. When money becomes your focus, when money becomes your aim, when money becomes your target, the Bible says you can never be innocent. You can't be innocent. Why? Because there is no way you go after money that you will not go after mammon. If you make money your aim, mammon will be your God. If you make money your aim in life, mammon will be your God. Because the, the God of money is called mammon. Mammon. So the moment money becomes your aim in life, money becomes your aim. All your eyes is just shocking for money. Right out for money. Mammon will be what? Your God. When you make money your aim, Mammon will be your God. Is somebody with me? Is somebody with me now? So what do you need to do? Avoid the love of money. You cannot be generous when you love money. Do you know why you should avoid the love of money? Bible says in 1 Timothy 6 verse 10, 1 Timothy 6 10 says, For the love of money is the root of all evil. Not money itself, but the love of it is the root, is the root of all evil. In other words, the moment you love money, you have planted a seed of evil in your life. The moment you love money, you have planted an evil seed. It will bring forth different kinds of fruits. So the love of money is a seed that you must avoid to plant in your heart. But he said, the love of money is the root of all evil. Which was some coveted after. In other words, they make it their aim. Alright? They have heard from the faith. In other words, they cease to be Christian. There is no Christian that lost money that will behave right way. They say, they have heard from the faith and pierced themselves with, through with many sorrows. Then he said, but thou, O man of God, thou, O Christian, flee. What did he say we should flee? Flee these things. Flee the love of money and follow now. Look at it now. Look at the thing he said, produces true wealth. Follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. See, he's telling you that money can be produced when you love. This is what true generosity is all about. Is somebody with me? Say, follow after love. There is a way to live your life. Follow after love. He said, follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, patience. These are virtue that produces money. So when we are talking about God's will is your prosperity... Is because kingdom prosperity always produces right living. Kingdom prosperity produces right living. Because it is right living that results in that prosperity. So it's vice versa. Is somebody with me? 
Matthew chapter 13 verse 22 says, He also that receiveth the seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. Money can be deceptive. I saw some boys on the, on the, um, um, somebody sent a video to me on WhatsApp the other day. Some of these young, young guys who, are, who have made money, they are aiming life. They, I think in Edo State, they, they, they went to a junction. They carry, some of you some will, have, some will have seen that video. They carry um, a party to a junction and they were poo-pooing life. How many of you saw that video? They were poo-pooing at a major junction that cars were passing and, one, and he was eating bread. Then he stood up and used the bread to wipe his anus and ate it publicly. Two of them. Two of them. What happened to them? Turns the deceitfulness of riches. They are no longer thinking straight anymore. It has changed their mind. That so much so that a, a normal person can do that insane thing. The other time to some of some young young boys, and it's amazing that our young young boys now are falling victim of this. Do you know why? Because we don't want to go after virtue, we want to go after money. We don't want to go after character, we just want to go after money. When you make money your aim, you lose this, you will definitely lose godly character. But you see, godly character will always produce wealth, only that it is not indomie wealth, it is wealth that will last. What I mean by Indomie, well, I don't mean to, 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 to debrand Indomie, but I mean it's not Uruwuru wet or the other way, sharp, sharp wet. It is well that we have legacy. It is a well that will last. It is a well that we good good health, that will bring good health. It's a well that we that we go that we bring good health, that we even your children will benefit from it. It's a well that will produce good name. But all this sharp, sharp, weary, weary, kia, kia, moka, moka. Money. Masa, masa, huh? Tamo, kowaso, tamo. Some of you don't know. Kia, kia, kowaso. Were, were, kowaso. Inwara, sesa, kowaso. Tamo. That were, were station will eventually become were, were. It doesn't exist today anymore. It's called NTA 7. Yeah, there's no NTA 7. Tamo, were, were, kowaso. Kia, kia, kowaso. There's not. How many of you know NTA 7? The same way, when you go after quick money, you also evaporate very fast. You evaporate very fast. You evaporate. Is somebody with me this morning? Say, choke the word and become it unfruitful. So if you are in church, you, money is your aim. No matter what your pastor preach, you realize that you cannot. It will, it will just be killing it. Killing it. There's a song that, that one person sang like that. Um, killing me softly. Say, that is how money is. It will just be killing the word of God softly. Softly. You hear the word of God like that. Give your life to Jesus. Be born again. But because now you are already thinking, ah, you are looking for number. You are looking for this. You are looking for that. As the word of God is coming, just killing it softly in your heart. Killing it softly in your heart. Killing it softly in your heart. Killing it softly. So they ask you, what did you learn in church? Ah, pastor was preaching well. What did he preach? I shall know he was preaching well. Tell what did he preach? He said, Tamo, go aso, kia, kia, go aso. Hey, are you with me? I 
Hallelujah. Oh, you can clap if you want to clap. But the truth is, you look at this person's life, there is, is Christ-likeness, is, is Christ-likeness. I call it Christ-likeness because you cannot tell whether he has been going to church or not because as he's coming, there is the love of money says, as this, this thing, if you are not telling me how to just do it, it can't work. So he's killing the word of God. That's what the Bible says. Amen. Two fundamental truths about kingdom prosperity. Number one, it is produced through obedience and sustained by righteousness. Two fundamental truths about kingdom prosperity. Number one, it is produced through obedience and sustained by righteousness. So, because God's will is our prosperity, it is produced through obedience and sustained by righteousness. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 1 says, If you will fully obey, NLT, if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep his commands that I am I'm giving you today, the Lord God will set you above all the nations of the world. You will experience all this blessing if you obey the Lord your God. So obedience is not negotiable. Number two, it is attracted to diligence. It is attracted to diligence. Kingdom prosperity, number two, is attracted to diligence. The same Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 3 says, Your towns and your fields will be blessed. Your children and your crops will be blessed. The offspring of your hearts and flocks will be blessed. Your fruits baskets. Do you see, it's mentioning the things that the person is doing. Your fruit baskets and breadboards will be blessed. Wherever you go and whatever you do will be blessed. You will find this stated throughout the scripture. Psalm 78 verse 70. Psalm 78 verse 70. NKJV. He says, he also chose David his servants and took him from the sheepfold. From the from following eels that that art young, he brought him to shepherd Jacob, his people, and Israel is inheritance. Verse 72 then says, so he shepherded them according, now this is David now, so David shepherded them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. So you see, David was not just a prosperous person. He was someone that had skill. It was someone that had integrity. You want kingdom prosperity, know that it is attracted to diligence. So many people are not rocking today and they are saying, God bless me. Some are even dying right now on one mountain or the other. And instead of them go to go and look for work or improve their skill, right, on what they are doing, they are rather choosing to just believe God, confess prosperity, and the, but you won't say it that way because if it blesses the work of your hand, that means your handwork must be good. A woman recently was shown on um, Facebook, on uh, they sent a, 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 a video on um, on WhatsApp, all right, and then this lady walked up to this woman, bought a roasted plantain. How many of you saw that video? Yeah, bought a roasted plantain from her, then went away came back to this woman and said, I don't want the plantain again. And she, in front of the woman, she ate small and dropped the rest and said, I don't want the plantain again. And she walked away. 
not knowing that she was being recorded. I said, ah, I want Niger woman to me. I want Lepo woman. Lepo woman. You ate a plantain. You first, no, not only, you first took it away. And you came back. Then in her presence, you ate it small and drop it that you don't want again. <laughs> no, we know ourselves, right? No, some of us here, we know. Am I not right? Don't we know ourselves? But do you know what the woman did? She looked at it, turned it, and felt very bad. But she didn't see anything. She watched the lady as she walked away. Then, she continued. Not knowing that the camera was on her. Then the lady came back. And said, Mama, sorry, it was just a prank. Ah, but you see, listen to me. That is why I said that if you are blessed, blessing is connected to godly character. Do you understand? This woman first was at a place of work. I don't know the kind of prayer she has been making. This woman added character to what she was doing. That is also true diligence. She's been selling that thing for a long time. But the day of her visitation came. Do you know how many people failed that test that day? Do you know how many people failed that test that day? And they will remain poor and be pouring it on Buhari. Huh. No wonder Buhari sometimes cannot sleep. Because even when he's sleeping, people are mentioning his name. Now, do you know what happened? By the time the lady, I think she gave the woman first, the, the money she, she first gave the woman must not have been so much because it was just a handful of money. Maybe like 20, 30 or whatever. I don't know how much she gave the thing. But she gave the woman, knelt down. She carried the woman up. She knelt down again, carried her up. Then they hugged the mama and she went. The mama felt, I think that she posted the thing on her Facebook or Instagram or whatever. And people rallied around her. She came back the second time. This time around, it was even a soldier that was opening the door for this lady. She came down with a designer car, in from a designer car with a bag. When the woman saw her, because she knew her the other day now, the woman went to go and hug her. All right? And this time around, she said, I posted your story on my Instagram handle. People rallied around. And for the first time, they brought 500,000 ego. Yeah. You know ego? Ah, raw ego like that. You know, do you know that ego also has, is, a, is a Greek word? Oh, I'm, I'm studying Greek right now. Go and find. Go and find out. I was surprised that even ego find its way. Even people we should respect now. Even ego travel to Greek world. When I saw ego, say, ah, if you follow me from Nigeria to this Greek class, you know, but let's go back. That's the only thing. Now, they gave this woman 500,000 naira. The woman hugged the money and cried. But you know, it's not that money that produced the woman. The woman produced the money. The question today is, God's will is your prosperity, but diligence is not negotiable. You see, this is where we get it wrong as Christians. That we go to people who just prophesy money to our life. Prophesy money to our life. Then we go and sleep and think that money will just come from our boss. Ah, it's poverty here, yeah, If by the time they pray for you, you, are, you don't go and walk. You, if you are drinking gari with sugar before, the sugar will disappear. And the gari will increase. Because why? It is connected to diligence. Amen. 
Uh, is somebody being blessed this morning? Now, three dimensions of how you should express your generosity. Three dimensional expression of your generosity. Number one, express your generosity upward. Which is called vertical. Upward. So, prosperity is also, your prosperity should produce generosity. Generosity should make you more, will make you more prosperous. Vice versa. So, three dimensional expression of your generosity. Number one, upward. You should be generous upward. Abraham ministered to Melchizedek. Upward. Isaac asked his children to first be a blessing to him. In other words, teaching them, minister to me first, then I will bless you. If what you are looking for is blessing, which produces riches, then you must be generous. Then, and I'm asking that your generosity must express itself at three different levels. Intention, you must be intentional to express generosity at three levels. And number one, number one, first, upward. Melchizedek to Abraham, Isaac to his children, Elijah told the Shunammite woman, he said, give me first. Give me first. The other rich woman in 2 Kings, Elijah first took care of Elisha, provided a place for him to live. Then Elisha then said, what is this that this woman needs? The disciples ministered to Jesus for three years before men began to minister to them. They ministered to Christ first. You remember that they even went to go and in John chapter 4, they went to go and get food for him. They minister. He called these guys. I said, minister to me. The men will minister to you. Upward giving connects you with grace. Upward giving connects you with grace. So when you give upward, it's not because the people are in need, but because you need their grace to flow into your own life. So if you want to tap into the grace that those who have gone ahead of you have, you connect with that grace by giving or ministering to them. Not because, this is where some of us get it wrong. Oh, he has all the things already. He's rich already. No, you need the grace that made them rich. You need the grace that is working for their marriage. You need the grace that is working for their business. So upward giving is something you practice. That is what Jesus said. He that giveth a cup of water to a prophet shall have a prophet, not a prophet's money, but a prophet's reward, blessings, grace. Follow such giving. I heard the story of Bishop Oyedepo the other day. If I, it was being said by the person that witnessed it, Archbishop Duncan Williams. He said, both of them went to uh, um, um, Bishop Idaosa's place one day. And he did not know better then. They were to honor Bishop Idaosa, Archbishop Idaosa. And Archbishop Duncan Williams said that he just took something small. And uh, but he said, when Bishop Oyedepo Tong came, he, he made all their giving useless. The man, he was not even rich at that time. It's, it's not about being rich. It's about recognizing the grace. So by the time he gave the man, you know, he did not want to give money. So Bishop, Archbishop Idaosa said to uh, uh, this other man of God, that said, if I lay my empty hand on your empty head, your life will be empty. Put something on my hand. <laughs> he was telling them a principle. But today, the, the Archbishop Duncan William and um, Idaosa is not around, but these men all are great because they connected with a great man in this season. 
So, sowing upward, giving upward, connects you with grace. This is where your parents comes in. This is what giving to your parents regularly does for you. Listen to me. If you honor your parents, even whatever was not working for them, or was working against them, cannot work against you. Most of you don't know that one of the ways to break a curse in a family is to honoring them. Honoring them. So if your parents were poor and you are so honoring them, their poverty cannot come to you. Because you are sown, you cannot reap, you only reap the grace of God on your life. This is where your man of God comes to your life. Everyone has an Abraham, unless you have not seen one. You see, most people don't know that it's the anointing you service that service you. So you see a lot of people say that, oh, man of God, pray for me. Man of God, pray for you. But in your own time, you don't pray for him. You don't honor him. You don't do anything. And you say, pray for you. That anointing cannot service you because you don't honor that anointing. You don't service it. This is one of people things that people don't know. So you just see them. So it, this is why you see that most people now, when they are in crisis, they leave their church and begin to look for other quick places. To, it's like our own church is not powerful. When you see such people, it's because they don't honor the anointing in the church that God has put to them, put them in. So even if that man of God pray for you, it can because the Bible says when Jesus went to Galilee, he could there do no mighty work. Jesus could not do one miracle in Galilee because why? In, 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 in Galilee, because why? They got there, they were not honoring him. They were not, is this not Jesus, the son of Capita? They, even water, they did not give to him. The Bible said that he could not do any mighty work. They shot the anointing. The anointing you don't honor cannot work for you. It is honor that magnifies the anointing. You cannot rubbish a man of God. In your closet and expect his prayer in the open to answer in your life. It doesn't work. So you see a lot of Christians today when they now have problems, you see them jumping from one church to the other. One church. Is it the question that we ask is that why will God put you in a church and give you a man of God that cannot pray or stand with you in times of crisis and God will hear? That means that God must be an unjust God. Anywhere God places you, that is where your blessing will be. You are the one that needs to know how to operate in that environment. Is somebody with me? Because ultimately, God is the one that rewards secrets in the open. Then also, the church as an institution is a place you sow upward. So when you talk about tithe, offering, give offering, you see, it's a, you, are, you are sowing upward because the church as an institution belongs to Jesus. I will build my church. Christ is the head. As the husband is the head of the wife, so is Christ is the head of the church. So when you honor the church, when you serve in the church, you are not serving the pastor. There is no church I have ever been. You see, I, saw, I started interpreting at the age of around 13, 14. I cannot count how many pastors I've interpreted for as a young boy in my life. I'm telling you, and not one of them ever gave me 50 kobo. I just know that what I have never gone to a church and sat down for three months in my life. Never. That I will say that and they will be doing all the work in my father's house. Unless it's not your father's house. So you cannot call God your father and see his house being 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 desecrated and you, you the son, you are there. Watching people do your father's thing anyhow. No, is that a normal son? No, is that a normal son? Oh, my time is up. I said we want to pray. Let's stand to our feet. I really want us to pray. Hallelujah. My time is up. My time is up. We'll continue in the second service.
I told you, thank God Pastor Joe is not here. So, so I don't want his prayers to be answered. Lift your voice and just thank God for his word. I hope you are getting something this morning. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift your voice and just thank. Say, Father, thank you for your word. 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 Oh, I believe God has spoken to somebody right now. I believe God has spoken to somebody right now. I believe God has spoken to somebody right now. So I want you to lift your voices and thank God for his word. Let's lift up our voices and thank God for his word. Thank God for his word. Thank God for his word. He's a faithful God. Let's lift up our voices. Let's thank him. Let's thank him. We give you the glory. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We adore you, Lord. We bless your holy name, Lord. We give you all the glory, Lord. Hallelujah. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Oh, we Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I just feel like we should sing this song. Blessing my soul. Blessing your God to Sing aloud, my Savior God, to thee I From today, I choose to follow blessings. I choose to do the things that will invoke blessings upon my life. Most of us, some of us might have forgotten our sowing upward, the Abrahams of our lives, the church of our life, the parent God has given to us. And now maybe our life is full of frustration. I want you to just pray for yourself today. Pray for yourself. Say, Lord, help me. I begin to live my life to follow your blessing. Money is no longer my God. I will not follow after, I will follow after your blessing. Lord, help me today. Oh Lord, move over my heart to walk in your blessings, to follow after your blessings in all that I do in the name of Jesus. Help me, Lord, that I will follow after blessings, follow after blessings. The blessing of the Lord that make it rich and add no sorrow. Oh, Lord, thank you for your blessings. 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 Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Before we pray this morning, maybe you are watching online. I want to pray for you. You are here. You are not born again. You want to give your life to Jesus. You know that just like the Bible said that you have 
you have pierced yourself with so many sorrows by following after other things and following God. But this morning, you want to say, Pastor, I want to follow after God. I want to live my life to please God. I want to live my life to bring glory to God. So wherever you are this morning, I want to pray for you. I just want to spend time to pray for you. You want to rededicate your life to Jesus? You want to be born again? Or you want to give your life to Jesus? It doesn't matter who you are. But all I know is that if you repent, God will show you person. So right now, if you, if you are in that if you want to give your life to Jesus, just place your right hand on your chest. I want to pray for you. you. want to rededicate your life to Jesus. you want to give your life to Jesus, just place your right hand on your chest. I want to pray for you. Now say this once after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I humble myself before you this morning. I acknowledge that I am a sinner in need of your salvation. Today, dear Lord Jesus, I open the door of my heart to you. Please come into my life and be my Lord and my personal Savior. Wash away all my sins with your precious blood. And please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, thank you for all those who have prayed this prayer. Those who rededicated their life to Christ, those who give their life to Christ, I pray for them, Lord, that indeed, all things will become new. That you take over their lives and use them for your glory. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Shout Amen. Now, like I said in the first service, you know, during the other prayer, we've been praying for Nigeria, praying for the peace of Nigeria. But before we do any other thing, I want to spend the next five minutes thereabouts standing in the gap for the people of Ukraine. Because I believe churches cannot meet this morning. People cannot sleep with bombs blasting everywhere. We may, you may not have any relation there, but they are our fellow human beings. They are our brother. They are our sisters. Now, Revelation chapter 20 verse 8 says, And shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth. Gog and Magog to gather them together to battle. So you see, when nations begin to fight themselves, the Bible says that there's one that gathered themselves, gathered them to fight battle against them, and that is the devil. So right now, what you are witnessing right now is that the devil has gathered people, nations against them to fight so that there can be crisis in the world. But we can Bible says we shall decree a thing and it shall be what? Established. So lift your voice and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, we stand in the gap between Russia and Ukraine. Between Russia and Ukraine. And we say, Lord, let your peace reign. Lord, let your peace we reign. declare peace right now. We declare peace. We declare peace right now. We declare peace right now. All over the nations of the world, we prophesy peace in Russia and Ukraine. Say, Lord, let there be peace. Lift your voice and pray. Your prayer can make a whole lot of difference. Our prayer can make a whole lot of difference. Yeah, we pray for this one, oh God. We stand in the gap, of God, for this ongoing war right now. And we pray for the nations of Ukraine. We pray, Lord, that let your peace reign. Lord, arise and intervene, Lord. Arise and intervene, O oh God. Arise and intervene, O oh God. O oh God, stretch forth your mighty arms. 
and intervene. 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 Lord, intervene. In the name of Jesus. Intervene. Lord, our eyes are 